Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This is episode number three, season two of Coaching Connections. And on today's episode, I had a chance to sit and talk to Coach Valerie Wezar, who is an assistant coach for the Raging Cajuns of Louisiana and Lafayette. I really had a great time talking to the San Antonio native. I hope you enjoyed this episode just as much as I did. This is episode number three, season two, Coaching Connections. Let's get after it. Oh, hey, Coach. You found it. Yeah, yeah, it just popped up. <laughs> How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I can't complain. Yeah. Where you at right now? You in San Antonio or you in Louisiana? Oh, I wish San Antonio. No, I'm back in Louisiana. We took about, I got to take about a week off after our season. And yeah. I was in San Antonio for a week and got back Tuesday. We started nice. off with workouts Wednesday. Nice, nice. That's I bet it felt good to be home, right? Oh, yeah. I got my breakfast tacos, my Bill Miller's, got, you know, how to, I get all that. I, I gain about 10 pounds every time I go home. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. It's hard. There's so much uh, good food out here. I mean, I don't think people realize it. I, I tell everyone. Yeah, it's, it, there's some good Cajun. I've been converted to all the Cajun food out here. I love everything. But, you know, the, the Mexican food, they, they don't have that right yet. So I get as much as I can in. Uh, when I go to San Antonio. <laughs> did, it, did it have some decent Mexican food spots out there? It's okay. Yeah, no, there's some. There's some. And I think I'm just personally biased towards, you know, my city. So, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, there's a couple restaurants that I will go to. Um, I haven't found a breakfast taco spot yet. I no. probably shouldn't because that wouldn't be good for the wasteland. But <laughs> that's funny. It makes it fun when I go back home. I hit up Mama Margie's, Las Palapas, and then, of course, little spots that my family likes to do. Yeah. And, and your dad, he's from the South, so I'm sure he knows a lot of them, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Like, he's all, you know, Southside pride, man. It, it, you can take the man out of Southside. You can't take Southside out the man. <laughs> oh, I already know. My, I mean, my, my whole family's from the South, so. I mean, oh, cool. Yeah, I already know how that is. That's <laughs> awesome, yeah. What, what, what year did your dad graduate from McCollum? I thought, uh, I'm going to get mad if I get this wrong. I thought, I think it's 84. Okay. I think graduated 84. I know there's that big softball alumni tournament. He does he go? Does he go? Does he, he play? Used to, they used to. Um, I remember going. I just remember as I was younger, they would go play. My mom would play too. Yeah. Uh, they joke that they invite my dad so my mom could play. It's always good a softball team when the girls can hit and, and play. And yeah. My mom was a good softball player. But, but now they go play, and uh, they have in the past few years. It you know, might be a little tiresome now to do yeah. The, the uh, alumni softball game is a good time. I mean, people – go play? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really play. I just go and hang out. I mean, yep. uh, you know, but people just go just to have a good time more than anything. Absolutely. It's just a big yeah. party. It's just a big reunion of everybody that you could think of. When um, I was in high school, I enjoyed I looked forward to it. You yeah. know, I love get sitting at those tents. There's guys barbecuing, and I just remember eating food and uh, laughing at my parents. And, you know, <laughs> they all have stories. I like hearing the stories about my dad and when he, when he hooped back in the day. And that's actually – I appreciate that more now. Yeah. I feel bad when I was younger, they'd be like, Oh yeah, your dad could dunk like three sixties. Da da da. I'm like, this guy. Like, yeah, no. I can't believe he can barely run. Yeah. <laughs> so did he play for Denny Smith? Yes, yes, he did. Yeah, he did it was really cool. So uh, TABC clinic. I like to go every year, and Coach Smith is doing like the shirts or something, right? Every year, yeah. Every year. Yeah, he sees my name tag, you know, Valerie Wiesar, and he says, "Is your dad?" You know. Alex, where I was like, yeah. And so I, I told, it was really cool just meeting his coach. And I look forward to seeing him now. I don't know if I'll get to go this year, but I look forward to seeing Coach Smith. It's really oh, he's, cool. Yeah, he's such a good dude. And he, he, I mean, he's coached at McCullough for like 100 years. <laughs> and so oh, yeah. he'll, he'll come by. And actually, his grandson is the head boys coach at O'Connor. That's where you went, right? Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, so Brett, Brett is his grandson. He's, Brett's been there about. Eight years or so, I think, at, at O'Connor. Okay. Wow. Oh, so that that's must have been fun when y'all beat him, huh? Oh, yeah. And I know Brett's my age. No, Brett's a year or two younger. Um, oh, yeah? I've known Brett for a long time, going yep. back and playing back in high school. Um, mm -hmm. and, and then, obviously, the ties to McCullum with his grandfather. And, and his yep. grandmother, you know, Mrs. Smith is always around. You know, oh, they yeah. were in the district forever. Mm -hmm. And so uh, 
Yeah, it was it was it was fun. I mean, that's cool. You know, you, we're not really ever supposed to beat those guys, so it was a good. Uh, no, I get that. My dad was real quick to let me know. So yeah, he called you. Send text, he sent you a text message or something. Yeah, yeah. I think we were either talking on the phone or he sent me a text. He was like, "Hey, by the way," I was like, "Dang," you know, because we're all prideful of where we're from. So it's funny. My yeah. mom went to Holmes. So she Your mom went to Holmes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it's fun. But yeah, I like actually like hearing some Coach Smith stories. Yeah, he's got some. He's got some, uh, some legendary stories. I've sat there more than a few times and listened to him. Kind of. <laughs> I know. I said, Coach Smith, I can't do that. He goes, Well, why the heck not? And I'm like, <laughs> Different times, my man. Different times. Um, yeah. Well, what year did you graduate O'Con- from O'Connor? Oh six. Oh six. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. With Coach Wilson, and I think she was there when they started it. She's still there now, and I'd mess with her that she looks the exact same as when I was there, and she would get on the court, run with us, and run circles around us. She would go run like miles during lunch break. I would always see her running, and I'm like, wow. that's, that's so. She's she's been there since uh, almost they opened. I mean, they didn't open too much. Too uh, what, what year did it kind of open? 2002, no, 2000 maybe, somewhere around there, because it was open when I was in middle school. It was just opening up. Okay. I got there in 02, so. And was she the coach at the time when they opened? I believe so. So they had one head coach in the history of the program. That's pretty awesome. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I like Coach Wilson. Yeah, had good times there for sure. Well, we kind of got into your childhood a little bit already, but let's just kind of dive into a little more. You know, where did you grow up? You know, did you have any influences in your life that kind of made you want to become a coach? Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, San Antonio, born and raised. I'm very prideful of that. And we kind of moved around a little bit in San Antonio when I was younger, but we settled in the, it's the district of O'Connor. But growing up, it was nothing but sports. I have two younger brothers, but we're close in age. So it was every weekend. It was, you know, my my mom said I was a busy body. I, I had to do something. And it was Where's my practice? Is it softball? Is it soccer? Does Ricky play? Because I knew when my brothers played, I got to play off somewhere with the older siblings, and it was just great times. And I, I, I pretty much grew up with the ball in my hand. My dad put a ball in my hand early. Yeah. You know, I used to see some old home videos. Of, he put like a hoop on my crib. It was just like doing funny commentating when I was trying to figure that out. That's awesome. Um, and actually, you know what? I need to correct it. I told uh, Coach Mike, when I did his podcast, that my dad was doing the East Side Y. It was the Downtown Y. My dad corrected me on that. He worked at the Downtown Y. Um, did all these men? It's not open anymore. I know, I know. It's it's crazy. It's just pretty nostalgic thinking about that now because I I had good memories there. Like he, you know, I had young parents and he was there. He was organizing men's leagues and you know doing all this trying to stop fights from happening every day, but, you know, keep me busy. I enjoyed it. I just remember being really young, just a ball. I guess I got used to the noise as a baby hearing all that noise. And then once I got older, it was like, I can dribble around, you know, shoot at halftime, just things like that. So, but again, my mom was a big softball player. And so I, I, I got really involved in that early. And again, just all the sacrifices they made for, my brothers and I to play sports. I mean, I could never pay him back because now I, I go around traveling for recruiting mm-hmm. and I get tired. I'm thinking, man, my parents did the same travel, but with kids and getting us from place to place. So yeah, I, it's, you know, I think about it now. I'm very grateful for that, but for them to put sports in our schedules and our lives early and all of us took to it and I'm sure they had fun with it too. But playing CYO leagues, you know, I played in the CYO leagues in San Antonio. Yeah. Always like to, you know, go as far as city, city champs. That's as far as it went. And once I got to around eight-ish, eight, nine, I got into club ball for basketball and softball. Yeah. Um, and it was just, it was just always sports, sports, sports. So I guess, I don't know if I, you know, nature, nurture, I don't know, but I'm just very competitive. Yeah. Um, Probably too far at times with certain things, but never be too competitive. Just, you know, yeah, it, it was just one of those things where that was my childhood was sports, and you know, of course, that kept me on track because you ain't going to practice if you don't make your grades. You ain't going to practice if you don't get this assignment done. You know, that was always like the the carrot that they kept 
you know, yeah, pushing you with. But everything. Actually, I played football too with the Holy Family Eagles. Did when, you? When it was Pop Warner. Yeah. That was the big league back then. And I learned a lot from that, just that experience alone. I mean, I look back now, you don't realize it, what you're learning as you go. But yeah, I was the only girl on the team. Um, it was it was tough at times, you know, like some of the guys would like kind of target you to make sure you don't belong. And I had to step up and Hold your own, you know, yeah. just prove you do. And that's that was my childhood sports, family and do it all over again. If there was a Saturday, we had nothing. My parents just want to take a nap. And I'm like, what? Why? What are we doing? We got to go somewhere. And now I realize how naps are. Yes. So like, they're like in their 20s, 30s. They're exhausted. They're working. And I tell them now, I'm like, sorry. <laughs> yeah, my bad. But <laughs> for them to do that, though, that's beautiful. It, it takes a lot of sacrifice. Yes. Um, you know, it's not cheap to, to travel and do all those things either. So I could imagine. Uh, but to them, perfect. I don't yeah. know your parents. Or maybe, I, maybe I know your dad and don't even know I know your dad. Yeah, um, I bet you I might have. Yeah, who knows? Ran in the somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, my dad graduated in the 80s and all my uncles, they probably know each other. That's um, awesome. That's, I bet they do. They That's probably, cool. yeah, it's a small community. Yeah. Uh, but I would be willing to bet that they wouldn't trade it for the world uh, mm -hmm. if they had a chance to go back and do it again. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And they told me that, like, just throughout my coaching journey and each time I make a decision on a position or an opportunity, I always go back to them and just get their advice. And yeah. They always go back to, like, look, go off and do this. We made these sacrifices for you to do this. Mm -hmm. Like, it's paying off. And it's just – it's unbelievable. And I just – I'm so grateful for that. And I try to pay him back as best I can. I never will. But yeah. come home, hey, dinner's on me, you know. Yeah. Groceries, let's go. You know, we need your tank filled. I'm going to go fill like just I got you. little things. But, man, just I know now thinking of all the stuff they went through, it's crazy. Talk a little bit about your journey, you know. Uh, you know how did you get into coaching? You know, what, what made you want to go to the, the college route and, and some of the positions that you've had up to this point? Okay, well, I, I don't remember ever thinking as a young kid, like, oh, I want to be a doctor or a lawyer. I just, I was just always in the here and now, right? Yeah. And so once I got into high school, when I sprained my ankle real bad, you know, the high school coaches can't coach in the fall leagues and summer leagues. So mm -hmm. I took over, like I was doing the subbing and like, hey, let's do this, you know, coaching my teammates. And I, I really liked it. And I guess maybe that's probably where it, it struck a chord with me, this coaching thing. So I kind of just knew it. maybe that was the epiphany I wanted to coach, but I just kind of knew once I, I wanted to play college ball, that was going to be my ticket to get a degree. You know, I remember being a young kid, my mom, you know, was like, you're going to get a degree, get a degree about, that's what you're doing. I'm like in second grade, I'm like, I don't know what this is, but mom says I got to get a degree, so I'm going to do it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, very fortunate to just play enough to where I got to get into college, get school, you know, paid for. And my first coaching opportunity was I actually needed an extra semester after my eligibility to finish my student teaching. Because yeah. in my mind, I was thinking, I'm going to go be a high school coach. Yeah. Back home, San Antonio, high school coach. And, you know, I went the physical education route at the time. I was like, yeah, it's, I got to do that part. Yeah, but I want to coach. And so I had an extra semester. Well, that led me to be a student assistant. My college coach allowed me to stay on. And I started that, graduated. Well, I still needed the spring. You know, jobs weren't opening up. So I started my master's. And during that time, my JUCO coach was an assistant at Tyler Junior College. Okay. She knew she was going to leave. So she mentioned that to me called Coach Trina Horde now and was like, hey, this is someone you might want when I leave. You know, she made that connection. I got to meet Coach T and kind of the rest is history from there. I got to be an assistant for her for a year and, I mean, learned a lot, so much in one year. And it's, it's really more of her kind of just throwing me out there and in the water, you know, figure out how to swim. You know, yeah. my first recruiting event, I think I'm 22, 23, and she just said go. I'm like, all right, I got to figure this recruiting thing out, you know, yeah. and 
and just from there, it was, I thought I was going to be there forever, right? That's just kind of how I'm wired. I'm going to work my tail off now. And that's what I'm thinking. And a year later, an assistant job opened up at Our Lady Lake. Okay. And I've always wanted to go back home. You know, I've always wanted to coach in my city. And um, that opened up. Coach Minner was the new head coach. And it was funny. So we did our phone interview. He goes, wait, are you? are you the one that hit that shot that basically ended our game that one day? Cause we came to San Antonio when I was at LSU West and just, I was fortunate to hit a shot that kind of sealed the game. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> Did I say yes or not? Right. <laughs> right. But he, he thought that was great. So coach two years there with him as an assistant. And I mean, we, we, we had a great time. I mean, we got to know each other. The more you get to know each other, we, we were able to just the utmost respect for each other. Yeah. He, he gave me the man-to-man. He gave me the defense, like, you're coaching the man-to-man. Figure it out and go. And, you know, I'm 24 at the time, just coaching, just me on the court coaching. He's there. And two years later, again, I'm thinking, I'm going to be here forever. This is great. I'm in my city. Well, my head coach at LSU Shreveport, was going to go to the high school levels and the ad there now was the men's coach when i played okay. so he he called me and was like would you be interested in being a next head coach and uh, of course yeah that's i've always wanted to be a head coach and fortunately i was in the college level so i'm like let's do this and yeah. very very blessed I, I owe coach mcdowell so much for giving me an opportunity to be a head coach in college at 26 years old and and it was also special as my alma mater yeah so after two years at olu you know we won two championships uh, you know went like 57 and nine i think wow. and then i go to shreveport and that that was again you just get thrown in the water figure out how to swim yeah. you know that was my first head coaching job and it, it was great you know i've always had the support of coach mcdowell right in his 80s office i'd go in there we'd either talk coaching, culture, X's and O's. I remember he'd get on the board and we would just have fun. Just, yeah. I just still learn it. I'm always like a learning mindset. Um, so two years there, uh, again, we were very fortunate to go from, you know, they didn't make the national tournament that year before, but you know, when we came in, I don't know, I was crazy. I, I didn't even know who the team was. We had one returner from the previous year. And I'm calling everyone. I was like, we're going to the national tournament. This is what's happening. This is how it's, it's going to happen. And they're just like, okay. <laughs> you know. And at the time, I'm like, why would I say that? I didn't. <laughs> I see like how kind of silly that is to say now at the time. I was just kind of nice when you're young and naive, right? And, uh, but fortunately, we did. We, we you know, won 20 plus games both years. And uh, we went to the national tournament both years and had good good seasons there. Good kids, they just bought in, you know. And again, I was young, trying to figure it out, and I hope I did my best to mask all the nervousness. But they were good kids. They 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 played hard, you know. They they were just bought in. I had a really good time, you know, coaching there. Well, it was NAIA, and so now I'm getting older. I'm learning the. I joke, I call it the birds and the bees of college athletics. Like mm-hmm. what people say about NAIA or D2 or D1, you know, it's, it's, it's a stigma to it. But for me, I had a really hard time as, as I'm recruiting. I want to win. I want good players that are going to come in and help this team win. Well, I don't have full ride scholarships. Mm-hmm. So I had to convince kids to take out loans to come play for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as I'm doing this, I'm, I'm, you know, grinding it out, figuring it out, working. And I felt really bad because I knew these kids are going to leave with debt. But that I have the utmost respect for kids at JUCO, NAIA, you know, some D2s, because they're paying to play basketball. Yeah. That's how you know they love the game. And I, I kind of miss that, just that, that hunger, that fire at those levels. But at the same time, I knew when they left, there's going to be so much debt. It's just, it's tough. So I wanted to go to a place where I could offer full rights. Mm -hmm. 
And again, this to me, it was a God thing because I was just kind of blinders on head coach at LSUS and St. Mary's had an opening in San Antonio, St. Mary's University, D2. Jason Martins is the head coach. And when he had an opening, I called, I, I asked some people to call for me if they didn't mind. He's like, you know, she's a head coach. Like, why would she want to come be an assistant again? So there's some reservations on his end, but you know, we spoke, we talked about it. And again, I'm so grateful for him for being okay with it. And he actually offered me an opportunity to be the assistant at St. Mary's. Nice. And it, it was a blast and it was so nice. It was, you know, the kids took to me well and I was home. Family could go to the games again and the crowd's always there and you kind of know a lot of friends and family. There's always people coming to the games because yeah. you, you invite everyone now, it's easy. See him at the store. Hey, come on Friday. Yeah. And that just kind of stuff happened. And uh, great season. We had some really, we had some good seniors, two seniors that were awesome. And a, a, just a group that, again, just took to me and had, had a great time with Jason. We just started meshing. Again, it's, it's organic. It's a process. So it takes time to really get that chemistry as a staff. But it happened. And uh, we had a good year. Again, we won 20-plus games. And um, I'm thinking, again, this is great. I'm here. I'm in San Antonio. I'm happy. Uh, let's keep recruiting. Let's do this. We recruited a, a really good class to come in. And it's July, and we're recruiting in Frisco. And I'm just at the court. And this tells you how oblivious I am to the next. I'm recruiting in Coach Broadhead at UL and Coach Deacon Jones come up to me and they're like, hey, you know, cause we would just talk at, at events, like how'd your season go? Good, you too, okay, bye. Like that's yeah. kind of how our relationships work. And he goes, hey Val, how you doing? I thought it was gonna be the same old, you know, back and forth. And he goes, you know, I have an opening on my staff. <laughs> and I said, oh, well, good luck trying to fill it. <laughs> <laughs> He goes, no, would, would you be interested? And I was like, oh, okay, wow. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's D1. It's just, it's, it's a really good university. And, I, you know, me personally, I guess it's selling yourself short. I just never saw myself at that level. Yeah. I just wanted to be a head coach eventually that offered full rides. That's kind of how my dream evolved. And so when he came along and, and Coach D came on, he kind of followed up the next day, like, we're serious about you. We're serious about this. Let's, let's make it work. And um, funny enough, as soon as we got in the car to head back to San Antonio, as soon as I closed the door, I was like, Jason, I got to tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I was just like, I, you know, I'm most transparent with everyone every time I make another step. So we talked about it and, and, and coach Martins was amazing at giving advice and being very uh, encouraging of me coming here and just what it could, what doors it could open. What are some of the things that he was talking about? You know, some of that advice. Jason. Yeah. Well, again, it's just opportunity to coach at a higher level. Um, if I'm just being honest, the salary piece was huge too. And as far as staying there at this level and moving up, it helps. And it, again, it allows me to help family, my brothers. It, it just it provides a good living situation. Mm -hmm. But for me, it was the coaching piece that intrigued me. It was, I would go watch games at Texas State um, when I was in San Antonio. And I remember watching some friends coach or if a team I knew would play against UTSA, I would go watch them. And I'm like, wow it would be cool to coach, you know, bigger, faster, stronger players and just, just see if what we do or what I like to do uh, schematic wise works mm -hmm. at those next levels. So that really intrigued me. And, but with Jason, he was like, it's an opportunity. You're young, you know, you don't, you're not married, no kids. So like, go, you know, like go for it. And who knows what could happen from there. And, and again, just this, this is my, my most recent stop. And I just finished season four. It's the longest I've ever been. And uh, I'm still, I'm happy. I, I had a really cool experience I can say now is I came in with four freshmen. That year I came in, we had freshmen. Yeah. 
And I got to just see the evolution of a freshman become a senior, going off to the real world. Like we, we grew almost together and like the relationships grow and just being able to coach and instill what, whatever happens that day, whatever I want to teach them off the court, on the court, being able to let that plant that seed and actually see it grow yeah. from them being a baby to kind of a not baby. Um, <laughs> it's, it was really cool. I really enjoyed it. And I don't know what's next. We'll see. I'd love to be a head coach again. I will say that it'd be a blessing to do it at this level. Yeah. Um, we'll see what happens, but as of now, but I just want to keep working hard and, and winning where I'm at. And so you guys had a pretty good year this year. We did. We did. We, um, we won the conference, we won the regular season and we got tripped up in the conference tournament. We lost in the championship game okay. by a few possessions. Um, me, we fouled at the end. So I think we lost by eight, mm-hmm. seven or eight to Troy. Good, good team though. And, um, it was a really special thing because this was the 50th anniversary of you having a women's basketball team. Oh, wow. So there was a lot of that. It was kind of hard with COVID. You couldn't do events. You couldn't do like bring all this alumni back. It was unfortunate, but it was the first time in school history that we won the league. Okay. Wow. Championship. And then it was the first time because of that. Yeah. I'm still mad. We, we slipped up in the tournament, but we had the automatic bid to go to the NIT. Okay. To experience a postseason like that was pretty cool. Um, and then again, we were one of the teams still playing when, when the pandemic really shut down sports. We had just won a big game in the quarterfinals of the conference tournament, and we were going to go to the semifinals, playing the Smoothie King Center where the Pelicans play. And, you know, that got all shut down. But, you know, we joke. I joke that all the teams that were still playing can say, like, man, we're going to go to the Final Four that year. Yeah, yeah we had it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were rolling. And so I'm really proud of our kids that we only lost one kid from that season. So we had a lot of hungry kids on our team this year. And again, senior led, it was really cool. It was fun. You know, some of the challenges this year, what, what kind of challenges did y'all face? Uh, everybody dealt with it differently, uh, but with COVID and different protocols or different experiences, you know, what are some of the things that you all had to face? Well, just the quarantine piece was tough. And I, I'll be honest with you. I've learned so much from our guys from our kids more than i probably taught them this year because there was one time we had to shut down because of us mm-hmm. so it was in the early season late october led into november oh no it was the beginning of november so we missed we had a quarantine for 14 days our entire team because a few of our kids tested positive and the tracing knocked everybody out yeah well I didn't have to quarantine because the coaches were masked. We're not sweating with them. We're kind of a distance away. But I honestly think I went more stir crazy than the girls did. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just like, what do I do? There's no practice. I can't go recruit. I, you know, I mean, there was a, I, I got lost in Zooms, you know, Hoop Vision, like all these podcasts. Um, I just, I was like, all right, well, let's learn five out motion for no reason. Let's do this. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. Stay busy. and funny enough, uh, you know, we stay in contact with our kids throughout that whole time. And, and I'm like, Hey, you know, calling a kid, like, are you okay? Is everything all right? And they're like, I'm fine. I'm chilling, I'm watching Netflix. Yeah. It's just yeah, funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, they're fine. They, they know how to just roll with it. Um, but that was the only challenge we had as far as that was imposed on us that we did to ourselves. And, Again, I feel like it's a little luck, a lot of prayer, a lot of good, you know, things I think that God kind of looked out for us. We didn't have to shut down again nice. in September. And I'm proud of the girls. You know, they were careful. They, they took it very seriously, actually. And they were very careful. And um, there was a time when we got back, we played our first two conference games, January 1st and 2nd, or 2nd and 3rd, I want to say. And we didn't play again for 20 days straight because our opponents had to shut down. Mm-hmm. So it, it was like, we're practicing, we're working, we're preparing, we're ready. And then the game got canceled. Yeah. Right. yeah. Next week, let's practice, let's prepare, let's get ready. 
the day before they got canceled again. You know, just kind of that it was interesting to see if they'd stay engaged. So again, I tip my hat to our kids and just their maturity, resiliency, that they were able to stay focused and practice. You know, it wasn't all perfect. You know, we still put them on the baseline at times when we had to, but they, they were pretty locked in. And so after those 20 days off because of our opponents, we had to go and play five games in nine days. And we had to do that twice. Wow. And fortunately, you know, a lot of things went right for us. And we went on a 15-game winning streak. That's awesome. Of the season. But I will say this, another thing, every team had to deal with COVID. Yeah. Every team had their challenges. Something that kind of hit us that I was really impressed with our, our team camaraderie and our resiliency was we had a pretty significant hurricane go through Lake Charles. And a couple of our players, a few of our players are from there. And so seeing the team just kind of galvanized together behind our kids, we'd go and it was a very tough scene to look at when you're driving through Lake Charles and all of us would go and we helped our kids get their house, like the tra the houses were destroyed, mm -hmm. but we're cleaning their house. We're trying to get everything organized and knowing what those kids were going through and then seeing them approach practice every day, work hard in the weight room, still do well in classes, even though it's all online, knowing their families are figuring it out, which again, I just have the utmost respect for those kids and like Charles, their families and them being able to push their kids to, Hey, we got this, go, go work, go, go to school, go do your job. And, um, yeah, that's just kind of what our team is, man. Like, they're a good group, really good group this year. And so that's the adversity of that was impressive, man. It was impressive. Yeah, that's, that's, that's uh, it gives me chills, right, to hear stuff like that. And that's when you know what, what you do is much more than basketball. And you yeah. see the, the kids come together. Um, you know, they all come from different places, but you see your teammate hurting, and you see that their families are struggling because of this event that happened that they have no control over. Uh, but we got your back. You know, we, whatever you need, we got you. And so, and that's what sports does, right? I mean, brings you brings you together. Yes, that's what I love about sports. And I, it, it was something that I learned as I grew. Like I'll, I'll be honest. I, I'm in here thinking, getting that first job at Tyler. Like I want to win. I want to win. This is about winning. But the older I got, every single year, just little things happen. You know, you have these talks with your kids in the office or. You know, a kid goes through some adversity and you're there to help them. Or you just, so much more maturity through watching our teams, you know, be coached by us. It, it, it affected me. It helps me grow, mm -hmm. you know. And I have such an um, appreciation for being in this seat, in this role as a coach now, more so because of what you just said, the impact you can make off the court. But you, you use it as a tool, you know, you push them, you make sure you want them to win or do things to be their best. Mm -hmm. And hopefully that carries on to them in whatever job they have in the real world. And it's kind of funny when some things you don't realize you're saying it sticks and they'll repeat it back to you. Like they'll mock you in a funny way yeah, or they'll all, joke all the, and, <laughs> all the time. But I'm like, you know, if they can mock me that well and accurately, they're, they're listening. listening. They're listening. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, we can have some fun, but you know, when it's time to get serious, you know, I get serious and, and they take to it, but I've learned that's the reason they take to it when I really get on them or put them on the line or kind of get loud and start chewing them out a little bit. It's because I was able to develop a good relationship off the court, you know, yeah, those moments away from the court right? the, when you're able to, just kind of be normal with them and, and, and chop it up for sure. Yeah, I do like that. I do like it a lot. I think what also helped me was being here that long. Yeah. Kind of growing those kids because again, I haven't been anywhere more than two years. Yeah. So yeah, that human nature, it, it takes time. You know, I don't like forcing any kind of uh, friendship relationship player coach situation. So it's, it was a it was a really cool experience. I'm really glad that I got to I had been able to do that this whole time here. And then you know when they're done in a few years, they're gonna call you and let you know what's going on and 
getting married and having kids and all, all kinds of crazy yes, stuff. Yes. I, I was so sad. I had to miss the, my, my first year at LSU West, my six, one player. She was our only returner from coach housing the year before. So, I mean, we kind of knew who I knew who she was. She knew who I was because we were in the same league, but uh, she, she was really good senior that year and kind of echoed what I was trying to get this team to do. And, mm-hmm. Um, now and she's six one, you know. Her husband's six six. They have a two year old little girl, so I'm like, already five ten. Wherever I'm at, yeah, <laughs> you know, she's mine. <laughs> and uh, it's I love getting those, you know, invite coach. I know you can't make it, but here's Ariana's birthday invite and it's like a little picture. And that's 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 really cool. That it's cool, kind of getting older in this in this game and experiencing that. For yeah. sure, absolutely. Yeah. That's cool. All right, a couple of rapid fire questions real quick. You ready? All right. Top two favorite basketball movies of all time. Movies, Glory Road, Coach Carter. Great. King Kong or Godzilla? <laughs> King Kong. Kong. Did you watch the movie? No, my dad wants to. I'm like, oh, fine. I, I, didn't, I didn't get to sit down and watch it with him, but I'm going to watch it just because he wants to. He's all into that stuff. Yeah. I, I want to see Mortal Kombat, though. Oh, man, Mortal Kombat looks awesome. That uh, would be fun. That's where I remember watching as a kid and playing the game. and that's The, first, the first trailer that dropped uh, recently, I thought, oh, that is already 100 times better than the old movie that they made. <laughs> You know, the old movie was, you know, corny. It was good because just because we were young. But it's funny it really, when you look back, like you watch a movie you saw when you were a kid, you thought like it was so cool and action packed. And you watch it now, you're like, what the hell? I had terrible taste as a kid. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, but the new the new movie looks uh, it looks great. I hope, oh, I hope I'm it, excited. I think it's in okay. a week or so it comes out. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Texas food or Louisiana food? Texas food. All day? All day, just because I'm too prideful to say anything else. Okay. The Cajun food here, though, man, it's good. I is love good? crawfish. I love crawfish. Okay. Crawfish boils, gumbo during the winter. Um, they put Tony's on everything, which is pretty good, actually. Yeah. It's too fa- I'm telling you, man, it's, it's good. But I'm still say Texas. Texas. And, and more specifically, San Antonio, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, one of our, our DOP coach, she's from Dallas. So we always get in battles on which is better. Spurs, Mavs, like all that stuff. <laughs> they had this big argument recently. I think it was last year. You know, yeah. whose tacos are better, uh, better, San Antonio or Austin? And uh, I, it's not even a debate. You know, it's the dumbest right. thing I've ever heard. Insulting where even you know, in that Yeah, game. but it was, it was on the news and all over social media over here. And uh, obviously San Antonio came out on top. Uh, of course, yeah. No doubt. Who's your NBA GOAT, Michael Jordan or LeBron? Or, or somebody I, else? I, it's hard to even get in that debate. Just for the sake of answering, I'm going to say LeBron. Okay. Only because, you know, when we watched The Last Dance, that was my first time really understanding, like, Michael Jordan. Because, yeah. I mean, I was a child back then when he was playing. I couldn't appreciate his game. I didn't know the game. I was just a kid. But, I mean, knowing the game now and seeing what LeBron did, like more so in his prime, I mean, he's chilling now on the top of the key, just diamond it to everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was being explosive. It's like he's a six, eight athletic monster. Might be the most athletic. With this, though, yeah, don't think he's athletic and strong. Like you can be a bull in a china shop. But – you know, coaches, right? We, I haven't figured out how to put this. My, like, I was fortunate to have a high IQ and kind of read the game, a player to a head. I don't know how to put that in a kid yet. Yeah, yeah. Figure it out? No, I mean, and plus, I don't know how to be 6'8", 260 yet either. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> Yeah, that's – luckily for me, fortunately, we can recruit the whole athleticism part. <laughs> that's why I say high school coaches. I actually say D2 coaches as well. That's the best coaches because the talent level is pretty even, yeah. especially D2. In my experience, D2 talent, it's, it's pretty even. So the, the teams that come out on top consistently, that's, to me, it's good coaching. Yeah. At our level, 
and there's good coaches, don't get me wrong, but it's about recruiting. Mm-hmm. Wait, you got to be a really good recruiter. Yeah. Sometimes your recruiting can um, make up for your lack there of coaching. And makes, sense. makes sense. You know, that's an interesting perspective. I like it, though, and it makes perfect sense. I don't have to think about that much just because you know, I coach high school ball. We can't recruit. You know, I, That's why I got to coach, man. You got to coach. Got what we got and roll with it. Yeah, that's why I just am telling you, I have respect for that. I think it helps me having that perspective here because I coach those levels. I coach JUCO, NAIA, D2. And so I, I, I want to be on my tip-top game and, and coaching, but we got to recruit. No doubt. If we don't recruit well, I mean, these other teams are still going to beat us no matter how good of a coach I am. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, well, probably pissed off a lot of the old heads with that answer, but that's okay. They probably won't know what they probably won't know how to work the Apple Podcast app. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I probably pissed my dad off, that's for sure. <laughs> Are you down two, ten seconds? You're gonna tie it? Go for the go for the win for the three. Ten seconds? Ten seconds. Tie it. Tie it. Go to the hoop. Go to overtime. Get fouled, and then you have a chance to put back everyone's at the rim, get the put back. I don't like throwing up prayers with 10 seconds. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. You, uh, did, I'm sure you watched a lot of basketball recently with the uh, men's and women's tournaments going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot of good games. I mean, it was, it was fun to watch um, on both sides of, of the spectrum. Oh, I loved it. Uh, I mean, March is every coach's favorite month. Yeah. And then we had the girls here in San Antonio, which is great. I went to a few games. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, a couple coaches, Coach Sanchez at Michigan, and then again our coach here that went to A and M, talked to them. So I got to go to one of the A and M games. Nice. I just I love seeing stuff live. I like seeing things the camera doesn't catch. So timeout. What do the coaches do? Do they go right to the huddle? Do they meet? Yeah. Talk yeah. more. How do these kids handle when a coach just you know? I, I just like seeing. All the things that the camera can't catch. For sure. And yeah, I saw Stanford play here. Oh, nice. Then I went out to Indianapolis, watched uh, Colgate play Arkansas when that There's started. A new kid from Colgate, huh? Burns, yeah. Cool. Where'd he go to high school? Marshall. Nice. And I was, okay. I was an assistant there on staff with him, so he and I remained close. So oh. we, me, me and the coach I worked with, we flew up there and uh, watched, watched the game. But, I mean – March Madness in Indiana, you know, with every everybody there, it was. I mean, come was on, that cool basketball yeah. yeah, it was great. Yeah, and, and it wasn't the same because obviously COVID regulations, yeah. and but it was still like, wow, this is. You know, I'm, I'm from Texas, and basketball is a big deal, but it's obviously a football state. Football, you know, Indiana, right. Indiana is uh, basketball and basketball alone. Yeah. So, it was, so it was awesome. they hmm? would they play? Uh, Colgate played Arkansas. Oh, Arkansas. Arkansas yeah. played, man. They're, they're tough. Yeah. And then, and they really, you know, you can see it, you know, the schemes. Not a lot of people there, so you can really focus in on what's happening on the floor. And you can – it was evident how much they were not going to let uh, Burns dominate that game. Yeah. And, uh, you know, great – I mean, I don't – great game plan. Obviously, it worked out in their favor. Yeah. Uh, and they had a nice little run, Arkansas. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm excited to see them, follow them. You, uh, you know, but, you know, the, the women's game's in great hands. I, some of the uh, girls, uh, uh, the coaches and players, I mean, it was just fun to watch. I'm glad I was able to sit down and, and or go to the games and catch some of them. You went to the Stanford game, you said. Not, not the championship game. It was against, uh, I forget, um, Missouri State, I think. Okay, yep, yep. Um, but so yeah. real quick, talking about like environment, the year when the Final Four, oh gosh, was it Columbus? I think it was in Columbus when um, the, the, the first game, Arike hits like pretty much a buzzer beater to beat UConn. Yeah. And then the, the, it was the next game or the game before, I don't remember the order, where Louisville and Mississippi State went to overtime. I mean, you talk about an environment. This was, you know, a house. Like, Oh, I just – that'd be a dream come true one day. But, I mean, gosh, that – I get what you're saying on the environment. Yeah, for sure. 
And then I was hyped. I bought front row. I said, tickets in the front row. Let me just buy that. And then I, I forget. And I show up and I'm like, oh, it's COVID. The front row. Like, the front row. <laughs> it was like all these space here. I was like, it's still a great seat. It was a great seat and still got to see and hear everything. Uh, yeah. But the front row wasn't, I was wanting my feet on the wood and they yeah. could hear everything a little clearer. But that's oh, all right. Yeah. That's yeah. all right. It was still a good experience you know, to see those uh, Stanford girls get after it and r- watch them run their offense. And they, they do a, a good job. Yeah, and again, real proud of the kid, San Antonio, Key Williams. He held it down, right? Yeah. Proud. I mean, I text her brother and her high school coach. I'm friends with her high school coach and just the whole city, man. And she probably has no clue how many people. Like, we're talking about her now. She don't know us. Yeah, no. So that's many people in the city just proud. I love that. I national love that. champ. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. And not only is she a national champ, I mean, she's, she's one of the key – reasons why that yes. why they are where they are you know yeah. yeah she's she's their heartbeat man well they got some good kids though but i mean she's their leader yeah which is cool. yeah that was awesome you know how important is it you see you know uh young women like kian uh williams and uh you know just the girls that you see in the final four and, and throughout the whole tournament that were really highlighted you know man they can go and it's great to see it and and, and like i said even the coaching is elite um, yeah. So, how important is it uh, to continue to advocate, you know, for the women's game and to continue to grow it in, in the eyes of the general public? I think it's huge, you know. But just your thoughts on that? It's huge. We have we we have momentum. I mean, it's almost like a tidal wave of momentum. And I think the it, it started like the the final four I was telling you when Enrique hit that buzzer beater and then hit the one to who hits an, a buzzer beater to win a national championship. Yeah. Yeah. That was amazing. Um, to be honest, I, I don't know how bad this is for me to say. I'm kind of sad that like Coach Muffet retired. Like she had this momentum. Yeah. And retired. So yeah. All yeah. reasons I, I know are her reasons. Completely, you know, respect that. But we had momentum again, and it's like Coach Don said. I heard a quote from her like, "Don't stop watching." It's so important. I mean, again, I. I think it's one thing for us to continue to push our brand out there, push our game, like from even our tiny community of Lafayette, Louisiana, you know, Louisiana Raging Cajuns, we have momentum right now in our sport. And we've got to keep putting our girls out there. We've got to keep social media is free. I was talking about that with our, our coach yesterday. It's free. Yeah. And that's what kids and parents now, even parents have Twitters and everyone's on that. And so I just think as much as you can promote good basketball players, good, I mean, on and off the court, I just think it's huge. And I like having allies, like, like I appreciate you as a men's coach having me on to talk about women's basketball. This is to me just a tiny drop in the water that hopefully can just ripple through. Who knows who hears this and can talk hoop. Maybe something strikes a chord with them and they start something or a conversation alone is to me important. And I see it as that. I see it just as a tiny drop. Whoever is listening or whoever, you know, whatever you do in your space, whatever I do in my space, we're just tiny drops, but it's, the ripple effect that we never see, it's important. And so we might not see the impact we have, but it's important to just do it. And to me, it's the right thing. So I hope that I see, you know, Key doing interviews and showing up to club practices, you know, the club teams in San Antonio are growing. Yeah. That's what I love. They are growing. And even in Louisiana, it's growing. And, you know, again, it might not be us that sees it, but these young people that strike a chord, strike a passion for basketball, maybe they carry the torch. Yeah. I mean, and least, those are the ones that got to see it, right? Inspire yeah. them, the, the, the younger generation. Yeah. I think it's good that there's more um, access mm-hmm. to players. You know, I mean, again, social media is free. So yeah. use it the right way. And, I say that I probably don't use it enough. I'm kind of old school in that, but I just think it's important. I like podcasts. I think 
hearing people, other coaches on it. I love hearing their ideas too. And as a coaches, I like growing. So I like having conversations that LABC. No, it's great. That was, huge. that was huge. Even for like, you know, Hispanics to have like a piece of the or a seat at the table of all that is basketball mm-hmm. is important to me as well. Um, so to me, I'm old school. I think conversations are a big thing that can grow the game. You know, um, I love it. I love the momentum we have as far as women's basketball. Um, it's important because when I grew up, when I was growing up, I, I had the WNBA. Yeah. They had just started. So they're in their heyday. I had Cheryl Swoop's shoes. <laughs> yeah. I had a poster, a, like a life-size poster of Cheryl Swoop's just – you know, I, I, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. I just think that hopefully these young, cause the league is getting younger and younger. Yeah. I really hope these young players in the league take that serious to have just the most positive impact yeah. on young girls, you know, carry yourself the right way. Do, do a lot of outreach. You know, I like that personal touch. So Hopefully, hopefully it keeps growing. It's going to keep growing. Yeah. Players are getting better and more exciting. 12-year-olds are dunking. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah it's for exciting. sure. It's fun. It's fun. And, you know, when I was at the Stanford game, that I forget the young lady's Brand. name. Uh, well, the one I was going to see, she laid it up. She was about to dunk it, but she just yeah. – But the yeah. whole crowd was nuts in anticipation. You know, I mean, it's fun. It's, it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, there's characters, right? There's characters in basketball. Like, she's one. She's, she's got signature goggles and she dunks. It's yeah. insane, you know? Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Nalissa is another San Antonio kid. Like, she's a character. She's 6'4", yeah. agile as heck. You know, I hope her as a young woman understands there's going to be thousands of people who she'll never meet or talk to. But, like me, I haven't spoken to her, but... I know about her, yeah. you know, there's thousands of young girls in San Antonio that maybe they have an Alyssa Smith life-size poster one day. So exactly. yeah, I just hope these young people by young, I mean, these up and coming WNBA players really take that torch and, and run with it. I hope so too, coach. I really do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So this is totally random. Um, I don't know what kind of music you listen to. Uh-huh. Everything. Everything? Okay, so if you had to make a list of your top 10 rappers of all time, could you make one? 10? 10. Yeah. Name five. I like Lil Wayne. Okay. I like Eminem. I'll go new school and say Drake. I mean, yeah. Um, You know, it's funny because it's fresh on my mind. I'm actually really, really sad about this. I really listened to him a lot before games was DMX. Well, yeah, uh, he was a pre-game. You want to go fight. And that's how I prepare for games. I want to go fight. And some of his stuff, I just, I loved it. I loved his stuff. Um, And then I honestly, I really like the new school. I, I like Meek Mill. I do. But he also kind of gets you a little hype, you know. If oh, I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Write Meek Mill's song before a game. And, he has yeah. an album called Championships. Come on. Yeah, yeah exactly, right? I just that word alone, just me alone competitive-wise, I'm like, I'm going to just listen to it because it says championships. Yeah. I, uh, it's funny because I, I was uh, having a debate yesterday with a, with a coach. He's a little bit younger, and uh, he's in his mid-20s or late. I forget what, how it is. But, yeah. uh, you know, we were talking about DMX. And he goes, you can't even put him in your top 10. I said, you, you can't tell me what my list is. This is my list. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, I said, you just weren't there, man. I don't know how else to explain it. You just weren't there. That's right. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're in elementary school uh, when this was going down. So you couldn't, exactly. it, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was, yeah, I was, I was terribly sad too to hear. There's a lot of copycat rappers in my opinion now. Like there's like eight people called baby something, baby this, but I'm like, <laughs> that's funny that's right though everybody's got a, a low oh, or a baby oh, 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 yeah, man. and i can't i'm not i'm not 
disrespecting their music because I, I don't know it. Just like nah. young kids don't know mine. Um, yeah. But I don't I don't understand what they're saying half the time either. I mean, I, just it all sounds. I like in a, I, I appreciate a lyricist, right? Okay. I like good beats. Don't get me wrong. I like to go get my mind ready to go fight one day, right? If you're gonna yeah. play ball, I, I I like the words, the lyrics. Like, can you really tell a story with words instead of saying the same? stuff all the time <laughs> everyone loves migos and they just say like sounds yeah oh, you know <laughs> <laughs> and which is cool everybody's got their thing and, and they're making a lot of money you do what you got to do oh for sure i ain't hate good for that <laughs> but uh but yeah i'll take a lyricist in a day and i thought dmx was really good yes telling the story oh, yeah. Yeah. one of the best mm -hmm. that's why yeah. i'm rocking a dmx shirt today i'm not gonna lie oh shoot i just noticed that good yeah. for you yeah, nice. I like that. I told I told my guy. I said, "Look, man, I'm, I can't have this debate with you no more because we're just never gonna see eye to eye on this." And that's I ain't I mean. number, man. He doesn't know. <laughs> he's against one. He's, he's yeah, well. I was outnumbered yesterday, but they were both they were both in their twenties. No, no, one just turned thirty. Oh dang! I'll say it doesn't count if they're in their twenties. If they're yeah. born in the nineties, it don't count. It doesn't. It doesn't count, right? <laughs> I try to tell them anyway. <laughs> Um, that's it. That's all I got, man. I really appreciate your time, uh, coach, yeah. and I appreciate your insight and I love what you're doing. Um, you know, you might not even know, it, but I'm sure that there's a lot of young ladies in San Antonio looking up to coaches and, uh, and I don't know how many coaches that we have on a division one staff that are from San Antonio, um, on, on the women's side. Do you? No, I mean, off the top of my head, I, I can't. I can't think of any. I can't think. I'm sure there's got to be some, right? I, I I just don't know. But yeah, I'm sure, for sure. And but, I guess, well, with the COVID stuff and like everyone, everything causing everyone to pause, yeah. even myself, I, I never once thought the significance or importance or just fact of how small the percentage of Hispanic or Latino coaches are in mm -hmm. any level, but I guess D1 or whatever, but um, but yeah, so now I'm just thinking about that. When I say these young WMA players need to take that seriously, like I'm a little more cognizant of it. Mm -hmm. and, um, just, you know, it, it's nothing, not that I need to be motivated, but it's always in the back of my head as an extra, you know, stay on top of your game. Yeah. You better do well. And just, Someone's watching you, you know, little, some little girl that wants to coach, some little, some young man that wants to coach, they're watching you. Mm -hmm. How do you carry yourself? And are you happy in what you're doing? Um, mm -hmm. I'm sure for you, it doesn't feel like work. And I'm sure you're just having a, a time of your life. It's crazy. I, I tell them sometimes the girls, like I said, look, I don't know what it is. I don't care what it is, but find something that you're passionate about, like that you love. And if, if you can get paid to do that, that's the ultimate winning right there. And as I'm telling them, that's like, do you know I'm at work right now? And I, we're just chilling and we're shooting or something. I like talking and shooting with them because yeah. they, you know, they kind of, their mind doesn't wander as much. So I was like, I'm at work right now. You know, I love recruiting in person because I just like watching games and, and just, just seeing different kids. Like, it's weird. Like, I, was, I tell my mom, like, I'm at work. Yeah. But, like, that just brings it full circle. You know, my parents – you know, of course, I came along a little unexpectedly, so they had to do what had to be done. So yeah. they worked the job to, you know, to, to make a live, to make a life for my brothers and I. So I kind of feel like I need to do this, do it the right way, because they weren't as fortunate to, like, find their passion. And, you know, yeah. they stepped up as parents and did the right thing and put food on the table. So it's, it's just cool. It's just if they can find – I found something that I love you know and i just hope that our kids can do that too i see you doing that too like it's really cool seeing the guys come back or i can like some high school coaches aren't invested yeah. as, as the good ones and I, I can tell you are so i think that's good too well, i appreciate that coach thank you i think high school coaches can have more like they can mold and the kids are clay when yeah they, yeah when they get to us they're already 18 that's 18 years of something Right. Yeah. So I try and impart what I can, but I think high school is very important, like molding stage for them. It, it is. It is. And it can be challenging, but it's fun. It's so much fun. And then when they have the success and you see the kids, you know, uh, 
you know, and they leave and, and they graduate and they go to college or they, or they get the job that they wanted or they're whatever branch of the military. It's just, yeah, it yeah. just means a lot to see them, you know, thrive out there in the world. Yep. I agree. That's cool. Yeah. Keep doing what you're doing too, man. Well, I appreciate you, Valerie. If you need something, need anything along the way, uh, feel free to reach out. For sure. Yeah. Same. We'll, we'll exchange numbers. Just send me a number just in case, you know, anything okay. else, any, any other coaches I can help you get in contact with, let me know. Sounds good. I appreciate you, Val. Okay. All right. No problem. Have a good day. Mm-hmm.